Hello, I'm Susan Dunlop and welcome to episode 16 of Coffee and Contemplation with Women. This week is very exciting. We have our first 90-something-year-old woman on the series, a woman who was born in 1929 in Auckland, New Zealand. And she actually was born in the year that was the start of the Depression. So we'll talk, we'll talk about that a little as we go today. Um, the person I'm speaking to is Lois Roncesvall, and Lois was my neighbour across the road, and hearing her voice this week took me all the way back to our old street in Beverly Hills in Sydney. I recall Lois's house having the best Christmas tree ever when we were growing up. We had a Christmas tree in our house, which was probably very child safe and very plastic. And we'd go over to Lois's just to have a look at her beautiful tree with her glass ornaments. So we'll kick off with Lois because Lois obviously has got 91 years um, under her belt. And I would just like to welcome you, Lois. Mm -hmm. Welcome, Lois. Yes, well, uh, thank you. This is Lois Roncesfell speaking. Susan's neighbour (laughs) when she was a child. I know we haven't seen each other probably since around when I got married. I think I was twenty when I got married. I don't think probably not. You know, I've heard all about you and kept up with you uh, through your mum, but I don't think we ever got to see each other. If if we did, it was very fleeting. Yeah, yeah. So, Lois, I was just wondering whether we might just start with you. Um, what's your earliest memory? And we'll take it from there. Well, the, the earliest memory was starting school. I don't think there was only flashes between before that. And uh, it was a, a happy memory, but a little bit sort of scary, of course, as everybody does when they're starting school. And, and um, from then on, I just... I took to it quite easily, you know. I was I was ha- always happy at school. Everybody complained about they had teachers that did this, that, and the other thing. I had lovely teachers, and they were all really nice people, and all good memories. Okay, so you would have been going to school during the depression. Yes. Yeah. So, what was it like being at school back in uh, the nineteen thirties? <laughs> Poor. <laughs> <laughs> Very poor. <laughs> how was that? To, how was that like? Just acknowledging that—that that it was just poor. How did you? Oh, well, you did your family adapt? You didn't really. You didn't really know because you never. You never knew anything else. You know, it was just just <laughs> shoes with holes in them and and uh, jumpers with the elbows out. And you never had the proper clothing, you know, that they have these days, you know. And New Zealand's such a cold place and, and you're always short of jumpers and, and things to wear. Hmm. But, you know, we managed it. We didn't know any better. We didn't yeah. know any different. No, hmm. okay. Um, I will just mention right now, too, we have a one-year-old um, assisting Lois with her um, her chat this morning uh, so Lois Lois is at her daughter's house and they're babysitting um Anne's granddaughter and you know what this one-year-old is doing she's having dinner out of a toothpaste tube <laughs> <laughs> you can you buy them in the coal in the woolies you know and they have all the veggies and they put them in a tube so you can just suck them out of a tube without having to 
make all the mess that they usually do. Have you seen them? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so, so that, yeah, I was thinking it must have been about mess, why they actually thought that was a good idea to introduce that. Yes. Yeah. So we sit her <laughs> up in the high chair and we take, she knows how to take the top off. It's just like a little top off toothpaste. Yeah. And she just puts it up to her mouth and squeezes the tube and, and she gets a dinner. Oh gosh! How many um how many grandchildren and oh. well <laughs> I don't know um, grandchildren. It's about nine, I think. You know. Grandchildren and great grandchildren and great grandchildren. There's there's um about eleven now. Yeah, and then there's eleven grandchildren and nine great. 13 grandchildren, great 13 great-grandchildren, and she's spilling the milk, Anne. Oh, dear. Oh, yes. So, so are you, you're actively involved with helping out with the, the, yes. the little ones? Yes. <laughs> I'll, I'll, be, I'll be looking after her with helping Anne, you know. Yeah. Oh. And, um, and so and, what, what else? You're living in Sydney in um, Kirribilli now. I'm I'm living at Neutral Bay. Neutral Bay, okay. And and, and the baby's mother lives at Waverton, and Anne lives at Kirribilli. Oh, okay. But we're all within we're all within five minutes of each other. Oh, that's yeah. great. That's great. So you um before when I I knew you in Beverly Hills, you then moved across to Dolls Point. Job. We okay. moved to moved to Dolls Point because that the shop was just up the road in Ramsgate. Okay. And how long did you own the shop for? Pardon? How long did oh, you own the shop for? Well, we had a five-year lease, and the reason we gave it up was because um, Paul Keating had said with the recession we had to have, and everybody just stopped spending. Oh, okay. <laughs> and and so we gave up, and and uh, somebody bought the shop from us who was very brave, and. I think it lasted another few years, but we had another big depression there. You know, when Paul Keating said, this, this is the depression we have to have. Yeah, yeah. So that was back in the 80s. In the 80s, that's right. I think that's when I started in the workforce was um, the year mm. that happened. So what yeah. led you to working in a dress shop? Have you got experience? No, we didn't in... work there. We owned it. I know. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Yeah, so owning, owning a dress shop. What, what led you to doing that? Because we love fashion. Yep. Who's we? Is Anne that... and I did Anne. it together. Okay. And what had you done before you owned the dress shop? Had you worked in any other type of career before that? Oh, I was working for my son who was who had a light shop. And oh, yes. I used to work three days for him. Okay. And be before was you... Fun. Was it? Yeah. Okay. Mm, that was good. He sold lights, lamps, mirrors. Small pieces of furniture, and it was sort of a decorator shop. Okay. For people who not not big furnishings, but small furnishings. Yeah. So you've always surrounded yourself with bright, shiny, colourful objects. Yes, I love them because I'm a really frustrated decorator too. <laughs> <laughs> I love and things like that. Yes, and Anne's the same. You know, we both have have our places absolutely beautiful with lovely pictures and lamps and ornaments. And <laughs> oh, good. Well, that's, that's nice. Yeah. It's nice to set, surround yourself with beauty, you know. Yeah, we surround ourselves with nice things. Mm. Okay. Um, 
Now, when I was talking earlier with Anne, she was mentioning that you were quite adventurous when you were a teenager. Would you like to tell us a little bit about that? Oh, well, we just, we just had to leave home because there was too many children. And my sister and I, we went out and we worked in hotels and you could live in hotels because we couldn't afford to work anywhere else where you, we couldn't. So we went, travelled all around New Zealand working in hotels and because you could live in and you, and you got your food, you got your meals and we were waitressing and housemaiding. We so it was a sort of like through. backpacking in a way? Yes. Okay. Yes, but backpackers, they hadn't invented backpackers. <laughs> we were just like <laughs> in those days, you know, they hadn't invented the backpack. So we just used to work in one uh, town, you know, when, so we went, went to Wellington and worked there for about three months and there, there was a hotel. Hotels were usually near the station because everybody travelled by train in those days. Trains okay. were really, really big. Yeah. And uh, when you got off the train, if you just walked across the street in any, any city, you would find a big hotel and it would usually be called the Railway Hotel. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yes, I've seen lots of those in my time. <laughs> yeah, and, and they always needed staff. And we were, we were good. We, you know, we, we were well-dressed and presentable. Okay. And we got employment anywhere we went. We never had any trouble. Okay. And you did that in New Zealand? <laughs> yes, that was all through New Zealand. Okay. And it started on a world trip? Yes, but we didn't get any further than Australia. Because no. we'd done New Zealand, we'd, we'd done it all in New Zealand and, and have a lovely time there. Well, it was, it was okay, you know, but then we wanted to go further afield. And, and because the war had just finished and everybody was going to England because we'd heard so much about England during the war, we had to see it for ourselves. <laughs> but we didn't get any further in Australia because that's when I met my husband and, and then I moved to Beverly Hills. <laughs> okay. So you were doing that. So the world trip was in 1948. That was the plan. And you were... That was the plan, yes. How did you travel to Australia back in 1948? Was it... A boat, a, on the ship. On a, ship, a, yep. converted, a converted troop ship. Ah, okay. So was it like luxurious in any way or just a transport? No. No, there was 20, in, 20 people in one big room, just like a troop ship. Oh, wow. There was no cabins or anything. Oh, okay. And so you, <laughs> but, ca- you came to Australia and, um, and married Arthur. Um, yes. And you've got four children. And, yes. And you've got the grandchildren, the great-grandchildren. Mm-hmm. Um, what can you tell me about with Arthur? I, I recall Arthur passed away quite a long time ago. Mm, yes. What, was, what happened with him? Oh, he had a heart attack and, and um, he was a bit too young. I mean, if he was living now, he, they would have fixed it. Put stents and everything in now, but because he, um, it was so long ago that they didn't have stents and they didn't have all of the cures that they've got now for people with bad hearts. Yeah, well... Mm. And had he been healthy um, most of his life? No, not, no he'd, he'd had an earlier heart attack too. But before that, he'd been good, yes. Okay. And what was sort of some of the highlights of life with Arthur? 
Well, it was just like everybody, you know, you're just raising children. Yeah. And um, there wasn't very many highlights, no. no. <laughs> had to work hard and and that we had no appliances that um, to help us. You know, it was hard slog doing the washing and the ironing and the cleaning because you never had a washing machine or a fridge or a vacuum cleaner. <laughs> it yeah. Was hard slog. <laughs> I remember actually mum saying to me, um, and you were this lovely lady who would actually lend her a, um, a pound of mince so she could put food on the table. Yes, well, we used to do that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and you could make a full meal out of them, uh, and it was 25 cents. And you always had an onion and a, perhaps a carrot in the garden and uh, potatoes. You'd always have an onion and potatoes. And if you just got a, a pound of mince, which was 25 cents, you could make a meal. In fact, you made two or three meals out of it. <laughs> It'd be cottage pie hamburgers and uh, uh, maybe something else, pasta or something, you know, yeah. <laughs> with, one, with, with a little bit of mince. I remember there was, a, um, the, was it the guy would come through with the milk, milk on a, was that on a cart or something? Yes, oh, the milkman, yes. Horse and cart. Yes. Horse and cart. A billy. You put a billy. Oh, that's right. A billy can. Mm. Yeah. So what was it like in that in that respect um, as far as, you know, women in a street? Did you all come out and know that other people were going through anything or um, what was it like? Were you in yeah, your own house a lot yeah, all day? We, we, we were very neighbourly minded, yes. We all sort of kept our eye on each other and made sure that everybody was was okay, you know, but we weren't nosy neighbours. We, no. we were just concerned neighbours. Okay. And uh, and you like to have a chat because there was no TV or things like that, and uh, you, you you that was your entertainment having a chat with the neighbours over the fence. Yes, I think I'm going to have to go soon, Susan, because hands are trying to wrestle with this baby here, and I'm really taking up too much space. Oh, <laughs> is, okay. it, is there much more to get it to do? I'll ask you one more, and then we'll wrap up. Okay. So yes. just, um, you know, what we were talking about earlier about, you know, when if you're out and about nowadays and technology, um, what, how do you feel compared to it's the gone. old days? You oh, there? the technology. Yeah. Yes. I think it's all fantastic. You know, I love my television <laughs> and I love my phone. Yeah. <laughs> I noticed and you I don't see. have the internet, you said, when we were trying to line this up. So you've decided oh, not oh, to have I a have. computer. Yep. I had the internet and I was I was really quite happy with it. But when I moved to the retirement village, I didn't feel I needed it and it was an added expense that I didn't need to. And um, and my family just keep me up to date with everything. Oh, that's good. You know, but I have, you know, the, I see them all the time and anything that's going on, you know, they tell me. And, and I text everybody. I've got a sister-in-law in New Zealand, I text her and I've got people all around Australia that I've that have moved, you know, since yeah. I knew them and I'm like your mother up in Noosa yeah. <laughs> and, and I text her and, and it, it's great. Technology is great. Yeah, it is, isn't it? Mum, I've noticed, has now got on to, she actually, um, she dictates her texts rather than having to type them in. 
Yes, yes, she's way in front of me. (laughs) I know. That's why I was thinking she sounds so polite when she texts because obviously she's actually saying it. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) She's a tricker. Um, uh, Anne was saying earlier that just this last weekend you've just walked across the Harbour Bridge and at 91. Is that something that you would just normally do or is that, did that feel good to get oh, well, across the I wouldn't do I wouldn't do it on my own, but I, I was with the family and we all did it together and I thought it was nice. Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. And um, and in terms of how do you spend your time now, you know, in, in creative ways? Oh, no, not, I'm not very creative, no. Oh. But we're going to take the baby for a walk now because the sun's come out. Okay. So I think I'm going to have to go, love. Well, you're good. So I'm fine with however long we got to chat. But I just wanted to, um, yeah, just to have you on because I said, yeah, you were part of our um, our early childhood. So it was nice to actually have yes. you as my first ninety-something-year-old. Yes. But yes. and and you you have a lovely childhood across the road. Yeah, we did. We did. <laughs> yes. uh, I I will let you go and walk your grandchild out in that beautiful sun. It's a really lovely yes. sunny day here too today. So yes. yeah, I've been Actually, outside the, a fair bit. The parents have only got a unit and it's hard to keep her in all day. You know, we always have to take her out for a walk Yeah, because... Uh, you know, she gets a bit frustrated with being in the house all the day, all the time. And if the sun's out, we always go for a walk down the park. God, imagine what it would have been like in the towns when you actually definitely did have to stay home, you know, in New York and all that, that you'd be stuck in a unit. Yes, yes. Well, that was bad, yes. Yeah. That was yeah, that was bad, but it didn't affect me at all. I'm, I was managing to get out. I don't didn't take it too seriously. No. I didn't think I was going to catch anything. No, you just got to keep away from people a bit. So, um, yeah. well, that's 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 it. I think I'll let you go because I know that you you're on the move. Um, yeah. But okay, yeah, Susan, I will. Um, I'll speak yeah. to you later. If you can make any sense out of that, <laughs> I will. <laughs> Don't you worry me. at all. Don't you worry <laughs> at all. Everyone will appreciate ha- having heard you speaking. Thank you.